Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and if you've missed us, it's because I've been trying to bulk up my self-care routine for the past couple of weeks. And you know what? I think it's actually been pretty successful. I increased my average sleep per night from four to four and a half hours, and I only cried in my car three times. Needless to say, I'm feeling fresh, recharged, and ready to bring you a tall glass of what we do best. Also, there's a hurricane outside right now and I'm trying not to think about it. So please take your own mental health day responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I found a couple of people panic buying Cheez-Its at a Costco to prepare for the storm. And they are... Kaylin, your cocktail artist. Uh, and Eric, the guy who zoned out of existence for about three months. And here I am returning. The first thing I wanted was cheese. So that's for Anthony. Oh my God, welcome me. back, Eric. Thank we you. missed you. Missed... We've been talking about you a lot. Yeah, uh, only bad things, I assume. So yeah, it's good to be back. Who are you? What good things are there to say? I don't know, man. Just the guy who likes hearing his own voice on the radio. And you know what? We also have some guests today. And they make up the two halves of a dynamic indie pop duo from Buffalo, New York. From crafting early tunes in a college bedroom to gracing iconic NYC stages like Baby's All Right, Mercury Lounge, and the Bowery Ballroom, their journey highlights the power of music to connect. They signed their first record deal mid-pandemic and immediately went to work crafting songs that can simultaneously be called beautiful, brutal, self-aware, comedic, dark, sincere, genuine, and above all, catchy. They're here today to talk about their latest single, Dead to Me, which chronicles a roller coaster of post-breakup feelings with nothing short of emotional whiplash. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Will O'Connor and Matt Connolly of the band Wilma to the pod. Don't you come Welcome. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thank you for joining us today, guys. I'm glad that we got both the Will and the Ma of Wilma here today. I just have to ask, Absolutely. how much of your name is inspired by the Flintstones? None of it. None of it? That's the actually <laughs> a hard zero Absolutely. percent. Yeah. I mean, I read that you are Will and Ma from your bio there, but I was hoping that there was a little more to it. But now I'm just disappointed. No, we've never <laughs> even seen the Flintstones. That's fair. It's very old. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Wait. I'm not trying to what? Uh, I'm not trying to diss you at all, but the only people that bring up the Flintstone things, they're usually older. Yeah, I mean, I'm we 60, ha- I'm 60 years like, old at heart, so I'm actually like, I'm actually 80. I'm a gin drinker. I watch Law and Order SVU on the regular, you know. I I would bring it up. Yeah, we we have not seen Flintstones, so nothing Well, this is your wake-up call to do it. <laughs> I think I mean, I think late. it's uh, only on like <laughs> It's only on those like retro cartoon channels now, so it's kind of hard to have been able to consume yeah. that in any way. Yeah. Well, then, you know, maybe we just need to head inside and get some drinks. How about that? Can we please? That's fair. Yes. 
You know, it's storming like crazy down here in LA. So let's get this show going before the Wi-Fi goes out. It almost did there for a second. So I want to hear very quickly what everyone's been listening to recently. Oh, a whole bunch of mixes of nonsense. A lot of like sort of modern funk-ish type music, a little bit of jungle, a little bit of Dable, just fun little upbeat stuff that has a lot of jazzy and funky tones to it. It's funny you should mention that last night we were at a show and today I just cannot stop listening to any of their music. I've just had it on repeat all day. They're called Divino Nino. His cousin actually put us onto them and they're just so, yeah, they're so sick. good. Divino super Nino. Sick. What can I expect? It's electronic, crazy, indie pop live. They're just like a rock band, but it, it's really, really cool. Super talented mm-hmm. guys. I've been listening to the new Japanese house album a lot. Oh, yes. Super sick. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of White Reaper. Yeah, I can't stop. They're on They're on repeat, too. Slow Pulp. Yeah. Let me think. I had a, a little bit of a Playboy Cardi phase recently, too. <laughs> you know, there's no shame. We all do. That's what's up. I mean, he's sick, so yeah. That dude, that dude makes a really good case for, like, the new punk being hip-hop. His live show is insane. Yeah, we were watching a video of that guy. Yeah, like, Rolling Loud. Yeah. He just screams the entire time. Yeah. He like has a guitar <laughs> player on stage. It's a wild, I imagine you're like show. listening to it and your head just kind of goes pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds sounds like what would happen. I've been listening to Rooney a lot lately. <laughs> They're a little cool, you know, rock band. They've been around for a while. I think the first time I was introduced to them, I was actually on a plane to Florida with my cousin. We were like just in that break between sixth grade and seventh grade. And our parents were like, oh, we're going to send you to be with your aunt for, you know, a couple weeks. So we got to like have our freedom as as children still. And I remember her and I just sharing headphones, listening to it. And then somebody brought it up to me more recently. And so I've been listening to a lot of their stuff again. And I found out they were performing in L.A. in July and I missed it. So that was sad. You hate to see Don't that. you hate when like you discover somebody and they like already rolled through? Yeah. yeah. They're like, like gone and they're just never going to be back before. again. Yeah. 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 And then I've also, my friend Nick Norton, he just released a song called Soviets Make Good Games. It's basically like a retro synth composition. He's first and foremost a composer and he's decided to like branch out and do, you know, these really cool ethereal sort of synthy fun pop, but also introspective tracks that talk i mean not really talk you're not talking but like they they really lean he really leans into you know his mental health that he was struggling with back in 2020 and 2021 and you really feel it through each of the songs that he's creating just this sort of up and down and this kind of feeling that you have while you're listening to it and i love when a song can really like put you in that kind of mood and headset mm-hmm. mindset always I with can't the feels. Talk today guys i'm so fucking hungover i feel like my words are just fucked today totally this is fair. the cost of being a cocktail artist she has to test it over and over again <laughs> and just it's like this isn't oh, yeah. it this isn't oh, it yeah. before we get in the bar i'm drinking out of my my wine flask here <laughs> wine flask just the regular Please enjoy glass. responsibly everybody that'll that'll make the hangover go away. sunday fun day yo you gotta you gotta keep the booze flowing or else you're gonna get that headache and nobody wants that during dog. a podcast mm. it's gonna be fine <laughs> she just That's does fine. it again on monday and then tuesday <laughs> 
keep it just keep kicking that can down the road. It's not alcoholism. Just, let's keep moving. Yes. When are we so going to use this bar? <laughs> well, I need to tell you what I've been listening to. Um, as of yesterday, I really got into Hozier's Unreal on Earth because it's finally out. Lily and I had a whole back and forth about this in our July roundtable when we were speculating about what the album was going to be like. I was kind of on the fence because, like, to me, the singles were hit and miss, but. I will say that as part of like a cohesive statement, it is masterful. I, I feel like I'm just watching this tapestry unfurl. And even though like I think that the pop standouts are pretty far between, it's still probably his best album. I, there are some really good ones on there. I really like to sell part one. It's got that wistful Gaelic that he sings in. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Damage Gets Done. That's like the really hyped Brandy Carlisle collab that he has on there. All Things End, I fucking love that song from like the moment it came out. And then Anything But is a new favorite of mine. It it gives serious reading Rainbow. And if you don't know what I mean, you just got to go listen to it yourself. I've but honestly this- not listened to it all the way through yet. I've obviously listened to a lot of the songs that he released leading up to it. But I'm looking forward to sitting down with a blankie with my booze and listening to it all the way through. Also, oh, yeah. the album art is sick. It's literally that I've said this was, before. It's the level of hell where just your face is exposed in the ground and you get stepped on for all eternity. Jesus, that sounds awful. <laughs> anyway, it sounds like a really comfy record seen, to like curl up that. in a blanket. Excuse me? Dante's Inferno. It's a it's a Dante's Inferno I'm, reference. I gotta look at this right now. It's fucking good. <laughs> But besides that, just a few more things really quick. I've been listening to Bad Idea, right? The new single by Olivia Rodrigo. She goes. Oh, yeah. I just heard that yesterday. Oh, yeah. She goes full 90s alt rock on it. I love it. Uh, I did a re-listen to The Pick of Destiny by Tenacious D, the whole album. I have no idea why I did that. Of course you did. Tenacious D. I think I saw somebody on TikTok like singing to Kickapoo. And I'm just like, wait, this album rocks. So I went back and I listened to it. And finally, this is a really good one. He's this Chicago pop artist named Leo Rising. He is incredible and he doesn't have like any listeners. And I don't know why the production is solid. It's so hype. It's very like West Hollywood pride, like very anthemic. His song, Comeback Kid, you got to go hear it. This is my big plug. Go listen to Leo Rising, Comeback Kid. Do it now, everyone. Turn off the podcast. Go listen to it. (laughs) I like that new Olivia Rodrigo song. Yeah, it's very good. She's definitely been listening to Wet Leg. Oh, oh hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, oh, yep. I love that. It's it's cool. Everyone, if you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, that one's why for the not... Patreon. <laughs> yes. Why not go and check out our YBLT playlist on Spotify? It stands for What Have You Been Listening To? We still haven't updated it, but now that Eric's back, I'm making it his job to do. And no, he's not allowed to just put Rick Astley on a hundred times. <laughs> why not? I mean, that's all I listen to ever. Please don't. We I'm love gonna, you. Well, now that you brought it up, I'm going to do it at least once. <laughs> <laughs> it It's that moment when Spotify is like, are you sure you want to add this again? It's like, yes, yes, I, yes do. I do. Shut the fuck up, bitch. It's how Stop I get through my work. It's how Stop I get to my work, back. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Two as your master says. Oh, anyway, man. are we getting yes. closer, Anthony? We are. We are. We need to get in the bar. I'm drenched soaked been from the rain. have walking for hours. <laughs> we said it was around the block, man. <laughs> No, he just got, one more he block, gets lost guys. Every, he gets lost every time. Did we pass it like twice already? Come on, man. Anthony, we should just ask for directions next time. No, I was told that there would be a troll under the bridge and that he would know where to go. <laughs> 
We have not even found the bridge yet, guys. Well, you know what? The troll toll. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt and Will, did you bring anything to get into this boy's soul? <laughs> I did. We did. We did. We did indeed. Oh shit! I brought my. We're not taking that out. Oh, nice. <laughs> you better not. They're all oh. of the people's. Oh. Pair of sunglasses. Very good. Can we see them on? Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm in a band, so I have a cool guy image to uphold. Oh, absolutely, yes. These are, and also on nice. with your show, if I'm if I'm hungover at all, these are these work nicely. Oh yeah, there you go. 100. We're here for that. I brought an off-brand package of tums. <laughs> I what? have severe can... stomach problems, and you can't and... afford the brand name. <laughs> I don't know why I have those. To be honest, I think my, and I'm in a band, meaning that I cannot afford the brand name. <laughs> Star fucking starving artists over here. Exactly. We'll be out and like. Just out in the city, and then I'll be like, I need a Tom's. My, I got a stomach ache. It happens. My tummy hurts. And without, and I'm, without and I'm the old man. <laughs> oh right? yeah, no, we're we're in bad shape. Yeah, <laughs> we are in bad shape. For I feel like touring well, does know. that. Well, we're we're not even on tour. We're just. <laughs> I mean, we're just, just here in Brooklyn. <laughs> well, Brooklyn think... does that to you. I always say to my friends, like, please just drop me off at a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many more high lifes I can drink. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's go into this dang bar. We are here. Welcome to the Toons and Tumblers bar. We're in here. Let's board up all the windows. Let's light some candles. Let's sit on the floor until this all blows over. Can we and sing you know one by awe? Yeah, well, no, we're going to sing something else. Yes. Even though like the power might go out, this is a magic jukebox. Well, we think it's magic, or it might just be powered by the soul of a goth girl, and we're hoping that it's the latter one, but we don't know. Anyways, Eric, what are we listening to today besides Kumbaya? Nothing else. That's all we got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> continuous loop. No, but today we got Wilma's new single, Dead to Me, on the jukebox on repeat until everyone goes insane and is sick of listening to it. And so you far, never it's been get sick of listening to it. Well, listen, it's been three mm -hmm. days for me, and I'm still not sick of it. So it's pretty, See? pretty damn good. But fun story about me listening to the song for the first time is Anthony texts it to me. He's like, hey, you're going to be back this week, right? And I said, yes. And he's like, here's the single. And I get the little link doesn't have the title or you know any song info and i click on it it says dead to me and i'm like you trying to tell me something here bud or what's the deal <laughs> so <laughs> it happens no, when and, you don't show up for months on end you know what life <laughs> happens but anyway anthony had the grace of reminding me that i am dead to him he just doesn't have to hide it anymore anyway so that wouldn't be a point of that <laughs> this um, is what friendship's all about guys <laughs> being honest brutally honest yes but it's a fun little Kind of a lighthearted sounding song, which I kind of love that has a tone of a little bit of vulnerability to it, which I very much enjoy. And I think everyone else can uh, find something that they can relate to with this song. So let's uh, cue that up. I just want to know, like, why do you guys always go after these trash women? <laughs> wow. Like that was ever, ever. So I've been listening to you guys for a bit. And when we had Barnes Courtney on, he actually mentioned you guys and was like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to this band like Saturday morning cartoons, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, I've been listening to you for a while and every fucking song, these women are just such. I didn't get I, that vibe at all, but all right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, every I mean, the the video you guys did for Dead to Me Alone, you know, these women like kidnap you and they were the nicest like, cut girls out, ever. They were so cut cool. Out, you cut they cut out your fucking like heart or organ. I don't know. Your chest wasn't even like red enough up top for to yeah, be hard. We, I feel like they took your I liver. watched the playback of that and I'm like, I probably should have like just dumped blood all over us. Cause I was yeah. the one in the video when they're like up like stabbing us. I'm the one like shooting the blood uh -huh. up like <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, no, good. it was it it to me like felt like, oh my God, these poor guys have just been in like one toxic relationship <laughs> after another. I, I wanna like give you a hug and be like, man, there are some women out there that are not like honestly, so hor- horrifying. Well, we we play we play it up for the song. I need the hug though. It's been a struggle lately. <laughs> it's been a struggle. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, I feel we're, that. We're, we're we're doing all right. Music is cathartic. Yeah. We're sure yeah. I'm good out it helps you yeah. work through those, those female demons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sort of to add to that too, when I was listening to the song, so I live in San Francisco and I first listened to it on the drive home from Oakland. So came on as I was driving over the Bay Bridge and it was kind of the perfect song to remind me that it's entirely possible that my life might become a rom-com, you know? <laughs> so, it's, a good, it's a good it's, driving song. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever been on the in San Francisco before, but driving over the Bay Bridge is just one of the most beautiful views you'll see. You get the water of the bay, then the city skyline, then just like a bunch of clouds in the back. It's super nice. And the oh, bagels fantastic. flying around. Bagels flying around. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seagulls yeah are it was a sea. very, like you said, cathartic for sure. Just kind of driving and seeing all of that fly by me as I'm just kind of jamming along to this song. It was, it was fantastic. Nice, man. And Kaylin, you have something prepared for us to pair with this song, don't you? I've been waiting. <laughs> so just to keep in, you know, in that sort of realm of these kind of toxic relationships, these relationships that hurt, the emotional strain that you can get from somebody that brings out the worst in you. I decided to call it Sour Ex-Girlfriend, and it is a mm. tequila sour that I used peach and clementine and hibiscus syrup. So I dropped amazing. a I dropped a photo of it. I have mine right here. Anthony also has one. So oh, yeah, she dropped one um, in front of a desk. I did. And then there's a little bitters on top just to, you know, keep in with that sour. It looks yeah, great if your thing. fake room wasn't well, trying to erase it. Oh, yeah, no, Anthony, yours no, looks is terrible. That a, is that a That's peach? Because like, I'm like, the... yeah, yeah, it's a peach. It's and because it's kind I of... keep phasing like in and out of this plane of reality. That's, That's fair. That was yeah. me the last three months, so I can completely understand How that. How did you stabilize? It's really uncomfortable. It just kind of happened, so you just have to hope for the best. <laughs> Well, guys, if you are looking at this and feeling jealous, well, that's just a reason to come to L.A. because we do interview people in person and we enjoy the drinks together. I'm so mad I don't get to drink there. Right yeah, now. I'm jealous of you guys. It looks delicious. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Iced coffee. I actually like had to muddle. I, I ended up altering the recipe because I didn't feel like muddling an entire two peaches because they were really big. But I just I was like in the kitchen, just like smashing these peaches into pulp. And it felt so cathartic. <laughs> I was just like, stab, stab, stab. Just it like felt good. Um, Caitlin, are you, are you doing okay? I'm doing great, actually. Um, just has peach splattered all over her face and hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doing fine. You can't see it because I'm wearing a lot of color today. But yeah, no, I'm doing fine, actually. You know, I'm usually the, the pod sad girl. But this past month, I think I'm on that upswing. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm listening to music that doesn't make me sad anymore. It just kind of makes me feel like, all right, I've gone through some hard shit. We're on the other side of it. Let's keep this going. Let's keep making sick ass drinks for awesome artists. And here we are. Wonderful. And we're going to keep it going in a minute. Tunes and Tumblers fan, stick around because when we come back, we're talking to Wilma all about Dead to Me. And if we don't come back, then just assume we've been washed away by the storm. So fingers crossed. Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Cares. <laughs> That's honestly listeners. That needs to welcome back. Welcome back to an in-progress conversation about chairs with Will and Matt of Wilma. You know, I don't know what to say because I only can think about chairs right now. It's honestly, it's still in the your only brain. important topic. We're in a chairs. band, you know, music. No, oh, right, 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 right. So what do you oh, yeah, that's Eames what chairs, we're doing guys. <laughs> Big fans of Eames chairs. You sit in Eames Huge. chairs while recording all your music, like, exclusively? Yeah, yeah. that's where we sit to, yeah. Absolutely. But let's talk about Dead to Me. So Dead to sure. Me, it's, you know, a quintessential Wilma song. You've got, it's melancholy, it's upbeat. You got sincere and then tongue in cheek at the same time. There's a lot going on, a lot of like marriage of contradictions. So what is a Wilma song to you? And how does Dead to Me fit into that picture for you? It's it's funny that you say quintessential, because I'm pretty sure at one point when we were writing the song, that that's the exact word that we use too. like, that's like the poster child of what we want Wilma music to be. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, with the way it sounds and the lyrics that you mentioned there's a bit of country in there and we love country music but at the same time it's essentially an indie pop song and we love mixing production and electronic elements and synths and program drums with real instrumentation at the same time so dead to me does that in a really cool way the other part of it is the lyrics are funny and they're still heartfelt they can express something that's hard to talk about for a lot of people. And sometimes the Wilma songs are a little bit dark, but at the same time, like you said, we try to keep it lighthearted and upbeat and try Is to Is that accomplish. to like dance the sad away? Yeah, dance I guess. Dance the pain I, away a little bit? I guess so. Like that's definitely what we go for and don't even think about it because we love pop music. And I sometimes I listen to sad music, but for the most part, I try to stay away from listening to ballads in the dark alone <laughs> in my room. Like I go down a dark. Very yeah, fair. Yeah. Very so fair. you don't you don't like that. to like wallow in it. You like to. Well, I to do. I do. No, we we okay. wallow really hard. Yeah. But what yeah. I'm saying is I try to stay away from that when I'm thinking about a song and absolutely writing, about writing a song and. 
I, I think Will agrees. We listen to our music kind of a lot, just it's because of the lyrics, but like, I wouldn't want to make music and listen to our own music that brought us down that dark yeah. <laughs> I saw that about me. Like, like I, I don't need to rehash those feelings yeah, yeah, all the time. I like that it's that it's got the bouncy upside to with the music to it. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of my favorite types of music. I am Mexican, so a lot of Mexican music is very similar where like you don't know the words or anything, but it sounds very happy and upbeat. I'm like, this song is sad as fuck, y'all, but Jesus, it yeah. like has a nice tone to it. So I kind of very much enjoyed that. Speaking to you guys like love of country music, I there was heard a lot of like guitar twang in there, and I really liked that as part of the song. I think I read in your guys' bio that this song, I like if I can read it here, it says Dead to Me isn't a song about hate, but rather emotional whiplash that follows a breakup. And I think before I even read that, it kind of felt very much to me just the kind of like processing all the things that really happen outside of you know, once you're kind of done being angry about it, it just kind of the feelings you still have because you know somebody so well. And then what do you do with all of that? Yeah, I, kind of I think a breakup is it's almost like a death in your life. Yeah, 100 percent. You're not seeing that person anymore. You're not talking to them. But yeah, you have to grieve it. So yeah, for sure. That's what that to me is about. And it's so strange. It's so strange to know someone so well and have them be such an important part of your life. And then you don't get to have that anymore. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it my it's like of my favorite lines, you know, just like it was meant to be and now you're dead to me. And I'm like, okay, that's that feels very real. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> you're playing into that contradiction. Yeah. I even like how the album art kind of captures the juxtaposition of the seriousness of loss. And also there's like a sense of lighthearted whimsy to it. It's like, like it's campy. Like a little cartoon thing. It's it's yeah. campy. It's mm -hmm. camp. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah, like the good. there, you know, there are stages to grief too. You know, when you go through a breakup, there are stages to it. You know, there's I don't even Anthony, you know all the stages of grief better than I do right now. But oh, it's yeah. like, can you can you review them for us really quick? If I can remember them, you have disbelief, bargaining, depression, anger, acceptance. But they're in different orders. I just I just said them in yeah. the in isn't the order that I remember like, them. Isn't there a thing where like you repeat a lot of them, so it just kind of happens? Yeah, I think they yeah. present themselves in different orders as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's different yeah. for everybody. The experiences you yeah. go through with other humans. I mean, humaning is hard. Yeah. Just on yeah. your own, when you add another human to the mix, it's hard to like be around another human and do it successfully. And when you get to that point where it's it's actually clicking and it feels good and then all of a sudden it starts to unravel and then it ends and then you have to go through this grieving process it takes so much out of you and it takes so much time to work through that you know i'd like to know like how often do you guys see each other ugly cry <laughs> that's a great question I keep the cry we are my bedrooms on the other side of this um <laughs> in the, in the other side of the living room we try and stay in those rooms when we're so you go into your room to cry by yourself you've never let the other person i don't see know you cry. I don't know that I've ever seen Will cry. He's, He's just trying cry. to be, I've, I've be heard, strong I've, for you. I've heard him cry. Have you <laughs> ever seen me cry? No. No. One time we were watching, it was Will, our other roommate, and myself were watching The Whale. Have you guys seen that film? Oh, yeah. I have not yet. I haven't either. And, and <laughs> it's a very emotional movie, and it's hard to watch. And they were laughing near the like at the very climax of the movie <laughs> I, okay it, it, it's like really really tough to watch it was tough and, to watch i was like uncomfortably like laughing but also sad it wasn't me just being like but our root ah, but i <laughs> no he wasn't laughing oh at God. it but it was a lot and i was had my hoodie over my face 
because I had like tears streaming down my face, and I was like, "These assholes are they're laughing at the movie." And I'm just <laughs> sitting over here with tears running down my face. That was so like I when guess- Anthony and I saw Avatar. There was a scene where you know there was some 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 bad shit happening to one of the the sea creatures, the space whale. Yeah, and oh, I'm sitting the there just like whale. bawling my eyes out, and Anthony looks over like, "You okay?" And I'm just like, ah, "Why'd you bring you're me here?" Think I'm an, <laughs> you're gonna think I'm an absolute asshole now, but I saw that in like 4DX in theaters. Like me and my friends, we got really drunk and went to go see it, and I'm just like laughing during the whole thing. <laughs> wish i had been intoxicated i probably wouldn't have Uh, taken it as hard i I will tell everyone who says this like coming out of avatar expecting it to be like a cinematic masterpiece i'm like avatar is a theme park ride that you only get to ride once every 10 years yeah that's what it is (laughs) it's like i have i'm getting to go to space mountain this one time and it's going to like look and feel incredible and i'm gonna forget about it yeah that's that's the whole point of the avatar movies yeah. You would have it's to like pay a, me a lot like a of comment. money to go see that movie. I, yeah. um, I'll save, I'll save my lot. money on this one. <laughs> so in case you want me to go see Avatar, pay up. I'm just like in my seat getting like shaken around the whole time. <laughs> I'm just like so drunk. Honestly, <laughs> with all of, I, I gotta be honest with like all of the water chase sequences. Like I bet that feels pretty incredible. Yeah. They would, yeah, they would like squirt water in your face. Oh my God. Oh my God. I forgot they did that. I so think that I is, saw... Wait, wait, let me get this straight. So they were rumbling your butt and spraying your face. Not just rumbling your butt, that's but four, it moves that's like a roller coaster. experience. Yeah. It sounds so they sexual. Have, like, they have like uh, <laughs> little is. things by your ears that like blow like air out like really fast. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. there's like a gun or whatever. It's like, psh, psh, and then like the water in your face. And then any other kind of movement was the chair was just fucking shaking your back out of its like spine yeah. in your spine it your sounds like bad sex yeah <laughs> i uh promised one of my friends that i would go see godzilla king of monsters with him and i didn't know it was going to be the 4dx version too so i saw that movie and uh hell yeah it's fucking wild i also he also didn't know either i'm not sure what happened but we both got beers so we just have these like open oh. And like cups of beer. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing with beers on this thing? It's a sticky wet mess at the end. Wait, how did we get here? What were we talking about? We were talking about crying. We were talking about crying. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then we got on the We're bringing it back to the music. Uh, So anyway, not wanting to cry in front of your friend. No. Okay, uh, I didn't say that I don't want to. I just haven't, per se. But then again, I don't... I guess I did say I didn't want them to see me I, crying during the well. I would like to, yeah, not be seen. <laughs> it creates intimacy in your friendship. You'd be closer that We're way. intimate enough. Yeah. That's hey, good. Eric, have That's we seen good. each other cry before? Yes, lots. You've yeah. definitely cried in front of each other. You just went to your best friend's fucking wedding a couple months ago. Well, we didn't like yeah, cry. And we, cry we spent the entire, Anthony cried for sure at least we once. We spent the entire time singing Diggy Diggy Hole by Wind Oh, Rose. my God. Yeah, yes. That was such it was fun. truly magic. That's very vulnerable. Speaking of vulnerable, uh, did you guys write your own little Spotify bio thingy? Yeah. Okay. So I saw in there that you guys uh, said you'd be described as vulnerable existentialism. Yeah. And that's honestly <laughs> the most like millennial bullshit I've ever heard in my life. And uh, I absolutely love Way it. Way to call because, them out, man. No, but I'm saying like, honestly, same. That's uh, That's wonderful. Uh, we gotta well, take that out of our fucking bio. Yeah. So, many, so many, so many people bring that up. I'm like, dude, I don't remember writing that. <laughs> no, 
no, but it's we good. were like I, 15 and 17 years old when that when we coined that yeah. phrase. My next so, question was going to be, what's your, what's, what's your age gap? Because that was in your bio too. It's like, despite their age difference, I'm like, I don't know if they're that. that. <laughs> we do have an age difference. A lot of people think that I'm older than Will. I'm not. I'm 23. He's 25. Uh, yeah, I'm 25. Dude, they're not millennials. Yeah, they're fucking don't, Zoomers. Don't you? I mean, dare that's fine. Call but us again, a millennial. <laughs> hey, whoa. Well, fine. I'm well, not well, calling you one. Whoa, well, look, they're not nearly, Eric, they're not nearly as chuggy as we are. You gotta understand. <laughs> I do not. I do not agree that I would be chuggy at all. I think I'm young. I don't know what that word point. means. Even the, even the fact it. that you are using the word chuggy yeah. right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, we I just honestly, we just we just told on ourselves like we just out we tell on ourselves all the time. That's the millennial way. Yeah, if we we're not honest about our our downfalls, then we're just a whole True. struggle bus. I mean, we have downfalls too as a as a generation. So yeah, yeah. mostly it, the it fashion. Can't, we can't do anything. Good, yeah, so. most yeah, it's mostly yeah. the fashion that you guys are bringing back from our youth. <laughs> yeah, like what, fuck what that a, shit. <laughs> I saw this tweet that described Gen Z fashion as being thirty-seven-year-old dads in the nineties. I'm like, <laughs> or it's like thirty-seven-year-old yes. dads in nineteen ninety-four, and I like thought about that. I'm like, my dad was. 37 in 1994 and he looked exactly like that guy with the mullet over there at the bar yeah no joke i'm pretty sure i've seen women wearing like very similar outfits to things that my mom wore when i was like a, a young little tiny kid look i'm not i'm not throwing shade yeah. but i do think that billy eilish pretty much set the tone for like an entire generation yeah just fashion is cyclical and that's all that it is uh, yeah, I cannot congrats. wait. I cannot wait for the early 2000s to come back. I, I can. I just want the uh, 70s to come back in full force. Like that. They already sick. did, and then it'll be back again at some point too. I think so. it never left. No, we don't need. I'm. We don't need any more TikTok guys wearing bell bottoms. It, I mean, I'm kind of into that. So that's, what the fuck's it, wrong with bell bottoms? It's washed. I'd rather I that than the these like wide leg fucking like. Oh my god, I saw this oh, video of a guy that literally put playstations in his back pockets of these like super wide leg. Oh pants. my god! Yeah, I saw a guy. In the, I saw a guy on the train today wearing huge Jinko jeans. Should we start talking again about the music of Wilma instead of our grievances as a generation? <laughs> sure. I we can talk. We we sure. talk about whatever we want on this podcast. Anthony. It's true. It's true. But I really wanted to talk to you about this because I think it's really cool about how keen you are on intimacy, but also like kind of throwing in that humor as well. You've said in interviews that you see the writing of Wilma as stand-up comedy, but you know, when I listen to your music, I don't hear say Tenacious D or Bo Burnham. So I guess my question is what distinguishes that type of overt humor from what it is that you do? It's more tongue in cheek than being outright comedy. My lyrics are it's just me combining all the notes that I have written down in my iPhone and all the funny thoughts I've had and making that into a song. That's all the lyrics are. And that so, sounds so easy. It's like, it, it's as easy <laughs> as that. When I say it's like stand up, for me, it's combining like a bunch of punchlines. Yeah, it's not like Bo Burnham comedy stuff, but there is a level of humor in my lyrics that I appreciate. And I appreciate when some of my favorite artists do the same thing. I think Father yeah. John Misty does that in a really, yeah. really great way. So that's what I strive for. I take songwriting very seriously. I do want it to be intimate and I do want it to be revealing about myself because I, I think if you're not being vulnerable like that, there's really not much of a point. I, I really need think you need to ugly cry soon in front of everybody. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. Well, and, at least and, in front of each in front and, of each other at the at very least, least in front of each other yeah, yeah. 
yeah like i i think maybe the humor is also a way of making light of the more serious lines sure. in the songs you know it's a way to not deflect but balance everything right. out it's a way to I dance really, dance away the sads like i said I think, earlier yep. a really good present example of that i think is noah kahan like there's just something yeah, so satisfying about the way that he like turns a phrase and like injects humor into an otherwise like serious song about like grappling with addiction and your place in the world mm-hmm. yeah i i love that in songwriting mm-hmm. all my favorite artists do it so that's why i try to implement those techniques into my lyrics as well mm-hmm. do you yeah. rather laugh, and it comes laugh out instead great. of cry yes i tend <laughs> to do that a lot yeah Well, I mean, it's sometimes one of the things, well, sometimes you just can't help but laugh. And I really kind of enjoy that sort of theme in lyrics that have come out in your music. So I think you've done a good job of that. Thanks. Yeah. You have to take, you have to take take a step back sometimes. Yeah. Like I said, we're very serious about the music, but we don't take ourselves very seriously. For sure. That's, that's important to us. Yeah. Having fun doing it. And that's what matters. Yeah. I mean, that's why we make music because we love to do it and it, it makes us happy. I mean, I mean, when people ask, like, why do you do music? It's like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. So we've had a lot of guests talk about that, you know, in the sense of like, this is what I'm good at. This is yeah, what I enjoy doing. Like why would eating. I do anything else? And I think there's a lot of people in this world, though, that will get into a career and they'll get into their 30s and they'll get to the point where they've been grinding so hard for, you know, fi- you know, 15 years, let's just say. And they get to the point where, you know, as a creative person myself, that being critiqued, being judged, having to go through the the process of people not accepting what I'm putting out there just because they it's subjective. I think it's it can get to the point where it's hard. And I think, you know, you're still pretty early on in your lives. But I think that if you start like you are in such a strong base of loving your craft, loving what you do, having a plan, having a, you know, a a journey that you're going to be on that you sort of have set out for yourselves. I think it's really impressive. And I think it's inspirational to other creative people for how to start it right and do it right and continue to keep it going. Just maybe watch out for the beer consumption. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not too much, not too much beer. They're still young. Let them live their lives. I know. Before you know, the hangovers get too bad. Even when they'll... they do get bad, it's just still gonna happen. It's just an alka seltzer. seltzer will help. You just just take an alka seltzer the night tums. before, or an yeah. alka seltzer. Yeah, you. you'll be fine the next day. You can you can you know drink to your heart's yeah. content, but hydrate maybe at that point, even if you might turn into a mermaid. My dad and, says, and Atwood Magazine yeah. and pa- Pantheon Podcast would like to remind all of you listeners to please do so responsibly. Party Wait. responsibly. Wait, what did you say about your your dad said something? Oh, he always tells me to mix in a water. Oh yeah. Yes. When you turn thirty, make it two waters for every drink. That's yeah, the best no advice joke. I can give you. Trying to remember. It's like, a while until I turn thirty, but I'll do my best. <laughs> like honestly, you'll be like even mid, even just evening. like one or half of one between drinks is pretty yeah. solid. In your thirties, you'll be like mid evening out with your friends, and all of a sudden your hangover will start. It doesn't start oh the next God. day. It starts before you're done drinking if you it don't drink like enough hell. water. It's it's you know I think it is one of the layers mm. of of hell. You know Dante's <laughs> Inferno. He talks about it. Oh, man, life is hard when you're thirties. When you're thirties, when you're thirties, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Life is hard when you're thirty. I don't know. I'm pretty all right. You know, <laughs> so I, we're kind of coming to the end of our time here, so I want us to get vulnerable because we kept coming back to ugly crying. So this is a question for the group: When was the last time you ugly cried, and what made you do it? I'll go first because yesterday, my birthday, 
I'm going to buy like groceries and stuff to like make the cocktails and everything. And I go and to pay for the groceries and it only charged like 18 bucks of, of the total, which was not all of it. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And I go and I looked at looked at my bank account and somebody had charged a significant amount of fraud on my bank account. Fuck yeah. On my that. fucking birthday. Wow. And I'm literally sitting there on the phone with my bank fraud department, just like, it's my birthday and I don't know what to do. <laughs> that was the last time I ugly, ugly cried. And um, I'm going to do it again soon, probably. <laughs> In front of your friends and your dogs. Yes. Oh, my God. My dogs, like, dry my... I just put the pugs up to my face to dry my tears. <laughs> they absorb it with their pug energy. My last ugly cry was when I finished watching the His Dark Materials HBO series. I grew up, <laughs> you know what? You can laugh all you want, but, like, the what end of those books is incredibly powerful. Um I had read it twice, like once when I was 13 and then once like a few weeks ago. And I was like, I know that the end of this story is devastating. Are you guys seeing oh, that yeah. backwards? It's Narnia? The Narnia. Yeah, I have the- Did I just book. say that really loud into the mic? Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I know, like, I know the end of the story. I know that it's like very devastating from an emotional point of view, like what happens to these characters, like go watch it, everybody like it's so worth it. But like watching it on screen, I'm like, I am fucking dying. Like, this is the saddest thing that could have possibly happened at the end of this story. And it is not fair. It is not fair, and these characters deserve better, but also ending it this way makes it perfect. And I I'm worried all... for Lyra. I'm so worried for Lyra now because I haven't seen it and I haven't finished reading those books, even though I have them. I started these watching are different that show. like they're these are different series. Narnia and his dark materials are two different yeah, things. We very can different. Snap that out. I thought it was related. No, they're no, not. No, completely <laughs> unrelated. Yeah. The the main difference, Kaylin, is that the uh, Chronicles of Narnia are very, very Christian, and His Dark Materials are very uh, Let's Kill God. Hmm. Well, uh, I started watching His Dark Materials, every and day. I think I got like halfway through the first episode. I can't remember what I had just finished watching, but it was like, this isn't the time to watch this show right now, so I'll have to go back and watch that one. I started watching the first season. Anthony showed me like the first season, or we were watching it separately, I think, uh, and I just was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't continue it. I was like, nah. And then I every once in a while, that no, the first season has some like really bad pacing problems. And yeah, it's like problems. so weirdly. My, yeah. It's weird to watch. But I. So when when Anthony will sit in the living room like having his lunch or whatever, and he'll watch like a, an episode or part of an episode, and I'll just like walk by and I'll be like, oh, what are you watching? And then I'll be like, all right, I'll sit here and watch this for a minute. And it was enjoyable, like in in little spurts. But I don't. I don't know. I'm still like scorned from that first season my my review of that show is that the pacing and tone problems never really go away but they get way way better as the series go on goes on and then the last four episodes are like four of the most masterfully mounted devastating pieces of television i've ever seen and that's the last time you ugly cried yes i want to hear stop myself i want to hear from the other people in the room yeah they're next they're next Um, on my list last time i ugly cried was (laughs) A very emotional moment for me and my mom, um, but she retired earlier this year and she's having a hard time adjusting to life after that. My dad got cancer last year, so it's been kind of a rough um, journey with that. So I think now that she's retired, she doesn't really know where to put a lot of her energy. And me and her had kind of a very intense argument about 
um, her expectations of what my life was going to be and how certain things wouldn't have happened if she had put her foot down about stuff. And I'm like, mom, I've gotten over that. Like it's been years and years since these things have happened. So I don't know what to tell you. The conversation ended very dramatically and I cried for about three days. So it was, was very hard. Mm -hmm. We've made up me and my mom have a very good relationship, but that was a very hard conversation to have just because she refused to sort of see the good that has come out of the last couple of years of my life. Uh, Mostly just out of, again, her having a hard time with what's going on in our lives right now. So Aww. that was like three or four weeks ago. And uh, yeah, now th- things are always fine between me and my mom, but that was a really tough one. Mm. So last time so, I ugly cried. Sounds like, you need to, sounds like you need to listen to some Wilma, Eric. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure did. I definitely Hell cried yeah. once or twice listening to Dead to Me. So that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we laughed, we cried. Yeah. So Dance. guys, even though you haven't Dance. seen each other ugly cry, what is what are your your answers? Mine was about two weeks ago. Um, we were in Buffalo. I hadn't been there since um, since December, and I always sleep in my sister's room because she moved out when I come home and visit because she just has a way nicer bed than I do. But we brought some of our friends along, so I had them sleep in my sister's room, and I slept in my old bedroom and. I was just like, like reminiscing like certain times as like a child and just like, it just really, I was just thinking about everything and it just kind of took over me. I do be like that. Was this before Josh Allen was a quarterback for the Bills? (laughs) Also, what, what naked poster is up on the wall? In my room? (laughs) I share, I share a room actually with my younger brother and he just had like this, he had a poster of LeBron James on the wall, (laughs) naked. but then he had a sticker from our band and for some reason, put it over his face. I don't know <laughs> so your band is the embodiment of LeBron James, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we are very LeBron good, very James. Good. See, there's your new Spotify bio. We are LeBron James <laughs> of, <laughs> of indie pop. <laughs> uh, I like that. I think the last time I cried was maybe like a month ago. We It was on like a Wednesday night, and for some reason we went out, we, we saw some show, and we ended up getting home pretty late. And I was very hungry, so I made a whole pot of mac and cheese. And it was and... just so beautiful, you started crying. Well, no, I was <laughs> sitting on the couch alone in the basement eating it. Uh-huh. And I was listening to this Matt Maltese song. And it's a really sad song. It's called But Leaving Is. And I was listening to this sad song, eating this mac and cheese alone. And I cried for some reason. <laughs> Aww. No, that's, that's honestly the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. But I, I told my friends the next day, I was like, I just fucking made mac and cheese and cried. That is, that's so wholesome to, that you told your friends about it, too. We don't cry in front of each other, but we always tell each other when we're crying. <laughs> I'm crying. That's cute. I think it's like helpful, though, like when you communicate to somebody that's close to you, even if they're not like there in the room while you're crying, like to have that sort of place to go for, to feel safe to express yourself even if they don't see you doing it like to just get that yeah. sort of like hey you're all good man like you're you're supported here like we we care about you still like that sort of like camaraderie from expressing your feelings expressing your emotions i think is really important yeah our friends are very patient will and i are oversharers. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you, very, you, they're very you do patient. 
you do sing about your like your your emotional experiences quite a bit so it makes sense that in your day-to-day life you'd be a little yeah sharing. that's true well you would think i i would get it out of my system in the music but no not even close nah. oh absolutely I'll not fucking, I'll fucking there's no too, there's me. not enough songs there's not enough music there's not enough time in the day to get all those emotions out you're doing good you're yeah a hundred percent and what else are we supposed to do go to therapy Jeez. oh no, no. he died again oh no <laughs> The hurricane is here. To do bad. The hurricane that, wait, him. the hurricane took Anthony, but not me. Yeah, you should go check the door just to make sure the rest of your apartment's still there. Right? It's like that whole. It's because he's in a fake room. That's he's true. In that void. I'm up here in San Francisco. Like, We're chilling. Yeah, it's not going to even hit you. No, everybody, not at all. Honestly, everybody here has been like freaking out for the last week. So basically, everybody thought that the city was going to be like so packed with cars on the surface streets while the 405 was closed. But in reality, everybody was so freaked out about going out on it was like a ghost town in L.A. So you could get like from, you know, Santa Monica all the way to downtown in like 10 minutes flat. Easy. Classic. It was like no traffic, full, full speed. I think and it's a little different from a hurricane, though, because if it does continue to get more powerful, you guys will not have water at all. So oh, we have we have water. We're fine. We have running we water have is what I'm saying. Well, no, we have bottled water just in case. Yeah. So it's better to be safe <laughs> than sorry in your situation. Oh, yeah. right now. I already showered. All right. Well, so <laughs> I'm ready to play a game of hashtag mood. Who is ready yeah, to come on this journey yeah. with me? Yeah. What's your hashtag? What's your hashtag? What's your hashtag? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers inbox on Instagram, our actual voicemail box, which people still do text from time to time, where people have left us moods. These are- Did anybody send a carrier pigeon? No, no carrier pigeon yet because no one has finished setting up the coop. That's uh, Eric. Actually, Eric, that was your job. Yeah, three of them like hit my window the other day and I just kind of ignored it, so. <laughs> Poor pidgeys. I don't know, they're not on the floor, so I'm sure they're fine. I have outsourced that job to you guys because I'm not dealing with any more dead pigeons in my life. But what I'm going to do now is pull some electronic pigeons of people who have sent us moods. These are things that are floating about in their mind, things that they are feeling, things that they want music for. So what we're going to do is take one of them and turn it into a playlist. Each of us will get the chance to pick one or two songs to match it to create the perfect playlist. And I got one right here that, you know, we we were talking about ugly crying. So why don't we bring up the mood a little bit? This one comes to us from Instagram, from at Christy Wu, and Wu is spelled with three O's. And they say, you finally quit your boring nine to five, and this is your first day of freedom. You can do anything. I'm going to go with Smile by Ryan Ritual. Uh, He just released this song. I actually got to hear it live at, um, I keep forgetting what the name of this fucking venue was, but it was Mutation Fest uh, near downtown LA and like Dogtown. Uh, Smallest little music festival in this like little photo recording studio kind of space. Uh, They had one stage outside, one stage inside, and he performed it. And it was just so catchy. And it's it. And his whole album is about, you know, getting back to living the life that you loved 
before the the you know year that shall not be said ever again and you know reminiscing about those things that you love doing and being happy again and finding that love and lust for life that you once had i mean lust for life by iggy pop is a really good pick too Oh, that is a good one hell yeah uh, I'm going to go ahead and say um, it's a cult classic old song. It's uh, by this guy named uh, Rick Astley. It's called Never Gonna Get <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I wish you would have just played it and just fucking Rickrolled us uh, like that. Like that uh, would have been. Yeah, I mean, that would have been. Perfect. Hell yeah. But uh, to follow up that song. That's too, a great I'm, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great song. Yeah, and then I'm also going to add on top of that, um, actually the same song, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick oh my- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Eric. Because um, um, it my turn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go yes. for it. Uh, I'm going to add, I believe the song is called We Like to Party by the Vanga Boys. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you we believe? We Like to Party. Yeah, no, that's The that, Six Flags yeah. song for so many years. I feel like I just heard, like I just heard that song while I was at something. I don't remember what it was. And my friends and I just were like, oh my God, yeah. It bangs. It fucking yeah, bangs. It sure do. That song slaps. Um, I'm going to go Boys in the Better Land, Fontaine's DC. Mm, good choice. Yeah. I love just ripping that on the subway. Just fuck yeah. Friday afternoon. I retract my song, Lust for Life, even though it's a really great one. This one is for Eric. Eric, the entire album, I Get Wet by Andrew W.K. Oh, fuck yeah. Eric, do you want to retract one of your picks? Absolutely not. No, I don't. All right. Just party metal for half an hour with breakneck party metal. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Fine. I guess I'll retract one of my one of my uh, never going to give you ups just just because you already rickrolled us once. It feels it feels wrong to do, but I'll do it for the sake of the pod. I don't think you should. Okay, never mind. Then I won't. <laughs> uh, but I will add one more then in that case. Um, just uh, old time rock and roll by Bob Seger. Um, it was rolling through my head the other day when I was feeling pretty good about life in general. I'm like, oh, this feels good. So I feel like dancing along to that risky business style, uh, feeling your newfound freedom is a very good way to go about your day. So we'll stick that one in there. I'm also going to a- add, I'm going to add one myself because I feel like it. Uh, Woman on Fire by Bell. Cause that's mm. how I've been feeling lately. Like I've been, I've been on a fucking roll, and my life is, my yeah. life is setting off. We're getting somewhere. Good shit. Every subscribe gonna... to the Patreon. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, this is a good place for me to say that if you subscribe to the Patreon, we do have a level where you get your own custom hashtag mood playlist every month. Also, there's one where like we will force Kaylin to make you a drink once a month. So. Yeah. Uh, sign up for that one. There's also one Wait, where I answer some what? questions, uh, and uh, I respond to all of them in the same way so that'd be fun <laughs> join wait. the discord server that eric is the moderator of you will not regret it <laughs> wait who signed me up to do a monthly extra cocktail though i don't remember this, this is why you've got to read all the emails <laughs> no so just go I thought you had volunteered nope listeners if you want to support the show go check out our patreon we have tons of cool little perks and you get to hear all about the fun conversation we had regarding chairs that none of y'all get to hear unless you give us money. So there you go. Yeah. You also get to hear so much more about my love of Rick Astley and the song Never Gonna Give You Up. So if you want to hear about that for a perpetual amount of time, please sign in. That's either a selling point or a driving away point. I'll let you decide. Also, if you have moods, please call or text us at 626-604-6477. We're always checking out that inbox. Also follow us on Instagram because we call for moods anytime we have a guest. 
So just submit them and, you know, who knows, your favorite band may just give you a mood on the air. But you know what? I think the storm has passed. I think it's time that we took the boards off of the windows and swept the floor and put away the Ouija board. The the goth girl has not come out tonight, unfortunately. But before we close up for the night, Matt, Will, do you have anything that you would like to plug? <laughs> I feel like you needed an evil laugh with that, that, that hand gesture. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yes. we, have, yes. we have a new song called Doorbell that is going to be coming out in the fall and is going to be the best song released of 2023. Very cool. Is it a cover of My Doorbell by the White Stripes? It is not. <laughs> it's, That's it's, good. It's That's an good. original. Is it a cover of Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley? I, I was I was going to ask, no. but I showed some restraint. We could uh. do that, though. <laughs> that, that, I honestly would have the utmost respect for an artist that, that like, was pumping up this new release and then just fucking Rick rolled Rick everybody. Rolled like, I Maybe. would... I'd be so yeah. Bad. No, it, it that is not the case, but <laughs> I still love that song. Very good. Well, excited Don't for you new release, guys. Um, we'll be we're looking also, forward to it. We're also playing um, elsewhere in Bushwick, October 21st. It's a little bit away, but that's going to be a good show. Okay. When are you guys going to come out to visit us in LA for some fucking cocktails? Hopefully soon. We'd. Lo- I've never been to LA. Seriously? I've been there in a minute. Yeah, Will has, but I have not, so I'd love wow. to go. The weather's great here, supposedly. Not today, yeah. though. Not so today. It's so it's not today. I'll let them hype up LA because I hate it. So you can just take their hey, whatever I they do, say. I do love Stop New York it. so much. I don't know if I'm going to. It smells better here than it does in New York. I'll give you That's that. Good. That's good. And everybody's uh, been pretty in New York like, once, tan. And I absolutely loved it. So I'm yeah. all up on the New York train. Yeah. We'll just I meet in the middle. New York once and you know what? I just hated well, the trash situation. We'll all meet in Nebraska. Yeah, Wilma and the Toons and Tumblers team will just meet right smack dab in the middle. We'll eat some corn and we'll have some cocktails. Yeah, there's also a lot of people there who probably know the Flintstones, so you'll just get a lot of people yelling like Fred at you over there. Also, shout out Ethel Kane. She talks about Nebraska a lot. Nice, nice. Very good. Love her. I actually had somebody recommend Ethel Kane to me while actually I think Anthony, you were there too. Some some old friends of ours recommended Ethel Kane. And I remember like having it on my like Spotify list of things. And I was just like, oh yeah, that was such a great memory. Ethel Kane, I need to like go go check her out again. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for sharing your Sunday afternoon with us. This has been quite a pleasure. We can't wait for you to release your new song. We cannot wait for you guys to meet us in Nebraska and have an ugly cry with us. Pleasure is all ours. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, hoping you guys are able to start roaming the country and play more of your beautiful music, so... That would mm-hmm. be that's the our goal. chance. That's the goal. And much yeah. like these two, I hope uh, if you're ever in the Bay Area, I'd love to check y'all out. So just let me know. Yeah, hopefully we meet Dope. you guys soon. Yeah, for sure. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your shows. It helps us out so much. And if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you can sign up for the Tunes and Tumblers Patreon. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Plus, there are tons of perks for you to enjoy. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, again, by Madeline May while Drew is still out in the desert, probably getting pummeled by rain this week. And it was researched by Lily Eason. Jamie Kahn handles all of our digital content. Our theme song is by the band New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 Uh, cheers, salute.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 